I'm former Congressman Gary Franks. And I'm his son, Gary. I'm millennial. We're discussing everything from politics to sports and pop culture. From very different perspectives. We speak frankly. Welcome back. Well, we're going to talk about a couple of topics today, Gary, and basketball, and then we're also going to talk a little football today. But I have to start with a little pet peeve that I had, Gary, and now as the season is going toward the second half, you know, the cream rises to the top and the bad teams just sink. And the team I like to pick on, Gary, just for a minute, would be a team that made me very, very mad when the way they treated Carmelo Anthony. You know, they got him there, they didn't use him properly, and they, they tossed him to the side. Well, those Houston Rockets have lost 15 games in a row. And I just get a kick out of that because bad usually draws bad. And they have lost 15 games in a row while their two other big stars, Russell Westbrook, is very close, very close to having another triple-double season. He's averaging over 20 points a game. And he's averaging more than nine assists and more than nine rebounds a game. And he's doing so quietly with the Washington Wizards. So I like to pick on them. And then also a person that they kind of toss to the side, Chris Paul, is doing extremely well. He's scoring 16 points a game, 4.7 rebounds a game, and getting about almost nine assists a game. And I'm going to talk about him possibly a little later on in the show, because I do see him as being one of the candidates for the MVP award. Now, that's a stretch. You could say, hey, he doesn't have the numbers. But, you know, a lot of guys don't have phenomenal numbers, and still they're the most valuable player on their team. And the way the Suns are playing, which I'll recap in a few minutes, you, you got to give them some love. And then that, lastly, the other former Houston Rocket would be James Harden. And James Harden's having a magnificent year scoring about 25 points a game and also getting about eight rebounds a game and leading the league in assists. So, Houston Rockets, hmm, you used to play baseball, basketball. Maybe it is baseball that you play. But the bottom line of it is, I'm still thinking about those Astros game, but the bottom line of it is you lost 15 games in a row. What a difference a couple of seasons would make. It wasn't long ago when you were – one of the teams contending for the title. And now the question in most people's minds would be, will you ever win again? So I'd like to leave it at that, Gary, but on the Houston Rockets, you want to make any comments on that before I go into what's taking place this week in basketball? Yes, I have a lot to say. First off, I think you're blaming uh, the wrong <laughs> person or organization. This has nothing to do with Houston Rockets. The Houston Rockets got a new owner within the last 10 years. So this is mm-hmm. not on, you know, this is not all on the new regime. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Carmelo Anthony thing was all on Daryl Morey and Daryl Morey still hasn't gotten what he's deserved yet. Cause you know, when he was a GM in Houston, he traded more players than any team in the NBA, but no one wants to mm-hmm. talk about that. Mm-hmm. Um, and the fact that James Harden was the one that got Russell Westbrook and Chris Paul out. And then he got himself out. Yeah. He's playing great. So <laughs> it's, it's a not, disaster. Right. So it's not on the Houston Rockets. This is the effect of trading away Hall of Fame players, losing your head coach, your general manager, and you're trying to, you know, pick up things from scratch. You know, and it's going to be tough for them. But on the best thing about the NBA, 
is that they will have an opportunity to, you know, rebuild their team, you know, trade away some of their parts and, you know, see where they go from there. And they'll get a lotto pick. So that's another another good thing for them. And probably at this rate, they may uh, be odds-on favorites to, to uh, get the number one pick. Now it looks like it'll be that Cade Cunningham guy from uh, Oklahoma State, Gary. Plays, he's been playing extremely well. That's they that recently beat Baylor the other day. That's that accurate of the Minnesota Timberwolves will have. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Draft. I, 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 want it, part, part I want to interrupt you. But um, however, however, it's getting close, Gary. It's getting close. The Rockets are 11 and 25. The Timberwolves right now, rock bottom, 8 and 29. So they are really working hard at being the worst. So it should be interesting how that pans out. But let's look at the better teams now. Right now, Gary, on the East, those 76ers are just continuing to lead the pack. They're 26 and 12. Now, Embiid's going to be out for a little while. I saw the injury on TV, and it, it was a little scary, but luckily the MRI proved negative, and he will be back hopefully in a couple of weeks. At least they'll review the situation again in a couple of weeks. Obviously, he's odds-on favorite, to, in my estimation, to win the MVP award, averaging about 30 points a game, 11.5 rebounds a game, and 3.3 assists a game. They've been leading the pack all year long. Now, the Nets are coming on strong. They won three in a row in the past week. By the way, the 76ers wrapped up four games in a row last week. Uh, the Bucks are still there. They're 23 and 14, and they will be there. They're, they have the Greek freak, and they're, they've won two games in a row. The cream rises to the top. All the top teams went all undefeated last week, just about, Gary. The Heat won three in a row, and they're in fourth place now, and they're 20 and 18. The Celtics, they lost one of their games. Their last game that they played, I should say, they lost. They're 19 and 18. And I got to show some love to those Hornets. Gordon Hayward, he wanted out of the Celtics. He's now leading the Hornets. They're a young team. They are in the number six spot right now, 18 and 18. Two-game winning streak. Hayward's averaging 21.4 points a game. Having a real good season leading that young team. Uh, the Knicks, who I've always been cheering for, you, you know that, Gary. That is a team led by... Julius Randle, who's, who's getting 11 rebounds a game and scoring well also and made the all-star team for the first time to that. Yeah, I should say, uh, I hope LeBron saw that since he, well, someone wanted to get rid of him over at the Lakers. The Hawks are in the eighth spot right now. Raptors have, have been playing rather poorly of late. They lost three in a row. And there's been some trade talk about uh, Lowry, Gary. Have you heard about that? Yes, I have. And it's uh, very clear that the Sixers – are very interested, but I really hope he goes to the uh, Clippers because I think it will be a lot better for, uh, for basketball mm-hmm. if the Clippers get a point guard like Kyle Lowry. Okay, okay. Well, it looks like he will be leaving the Raptures. We'll see what happens. The Pacers, Bulls, Wizards are you know, bringing up the rear in the East. And then uh, with the worst team being the Pistons, they're 10-27. and 27. The Magic, having lost seven games in a row, aren't that much better at 13-25. and 25. Then you go to the West, Gary. It's it's just impressive when you look at those Jazz, and they're, they're twenty eight and nine, doing extremely well, more than two game lead over anybody else. Second place team, I talked about them earlier, the Phoenix Suns. I don't believe the Suns have been in this position, second place, this late in the season, in decades. You know, this is really remarkable, and that is why. You gotta give some consideration to Chris Paul for the MVP award this year. Devin Booker's on the shelf right now. His, his injury should not cause him to be out that long, but you know he's having a great year. But the team is really 
just just flourishing under the leadership of Chris Paul. Saw a few of their games recently, Gary, and they just play with such confidence and poise. It's so atypical of the Suns in the years past that you have to applaud them. You have to applaud them and hope that they would be able to maintain this pace of winning and also do well in the playoffs where they've always had in the last 10, 20 years a problem of faring well in the playoffs. Lakers 25 and 13, third place Clippers 25 and 14. The Nuggets are the hottest team in the West at this point. They won five in a row. They have the Joker. The Joker, I think, is uh, one of the MVP candidates in my estimation. He He's averaging uh, 27 points a game and eighth in the league. His rebounding totals would place him 10th in the league with 11 a game. And he's one of the top five individuals in steals. He is a remarkable player as far as I'm concerned, as far as being such a big guy who's able to do so many things for a team and, and their quest for victories. He's definitely should be on the short list for MVP in my estimation. Then you have the Trailblazers, uh, Daniel Litter, just doing extremely well, averaging about 30 points a game. And uh, the Spurs, I don't know how they do it. I, I really don't know how they do it other than they're a great coach. They're 19 and 15 and they're in the, right now in the seventh spot. And they got rid of Aldridge, Gary. What do you think about that? No, he had not been released yet, They're, okay. uh, but they agreed that he won't be coming back. Oh, okay. So he won't be coming back, but he has not been released for this or season. Traded. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I know he's only averaging about 13 points a game for below his uh, career average. Then the Mavs are 19 and 17 with another MVP type candidate when, in Doncic. He's averaging 28 points a game, seventh in the league, 8.5 rebounds, 17th in the league, and 9.1 assists, fourth in the league. Playing better basketball, the Mavs. At least they have a winning record now, solidly in the playoffs. But right now, Dasik has to, uh, they have to win more games in order for him to be a, a serious contender for MVP. But he's having a great year. The Warriors, I'm not sure if you saw this, Gary, but Steph Curry had a uh, head-to-head battle with his teammates who were on the bench during a timeout. He really read the riot act to those guys. They were losing to, I believe, the Clippers. You know, the Clippers are just a better team, Steph. He may come out. But the bottom line of it is he showed more emotion than most people had ever seen for, out, of, out of Steph Curry. The team is in, going through the, the woes of a four-game losing streak, and they're 19-19. and 19. And Grizzlies 17-17, and as we talked about earlier, the Rockets and the Timberwolves will bring up the rear. Yeah, so sticking with Golden State for a second, it doesn't surprise me that that happened. Because when your second best player is Draymond Green, who can't average more than 10 <laughs> points, this is what you get. And I will continue to bash Draymond Green until he can average more than 10 points. Well, um, again, they also have Wiggins. I have Wiggins. Come on. They got Wiggins. Right, but the He's second. about 17. Right, but the second best player is supposed to be Draymond Green. I'm just telling you, you know, who's supposed to be. I know they mm. have Andrew Wiggins. They have Wiseman. They have Kelly Oubre. All those guys yep. can play. But mm-hmm. the second best player is supposed to be Draymond Green, and he can't get you more than eight points. So that's what you get. Uh, <laughs> you know, you gave him $25 million to give you eight points. So, you know, I hope Golden State can turn it around because I would really like to see them in the playoffs, not in the play-in games. I think it would be <laughs> terrible for them. Yeah, but, uh, I agree. Yeah, we'll see. You know, you mentioned some teams like the Orlando Magic. We know Vucevic just made the all-star team. You know, for his sake and for basketball fans' sake who don't get an opportunity to really, you know, see him play, it'll be great for him to be traded to another team. It's clear the Orlando Magic are not good enough to make the playoffs this year. So hopefully um, he'll be moved and hopefully some other guys will be moved as well. 
Well, Gary, one disappointment that I have here is the uh, the Pelicans. I, I don't know why they can't put together victories. They're 16 and 22 now, about 12th or 13th in the West. They got to snap out of this, or they we won't be seeing Zion in the playoffs. They are really, really losing a lot of games. So I think they're a better team than than that what they're displaying, and hopefully they'll show that in the second half of the year. But right now they're not doing well. Well, yeah, the problem is they hired the wrong coach. Uh, Stan okay. Van Gundy is not the right coach for this team. I think Stan would be better for a veteran-type team. And mm-hmm. I think the Pelicans needed a young coach, honestly, a younger Alvin Gentry, because um, mm. he was one of those guys that wanted to push the ball up and down the court, and they need a young coach you know, that would do that, and they didn't choose that coach. So mm-hmm. you know, they're not a great defensive team. And they may have to make some moves as well, because they have names on their team, but they don't have a lot of guys that, you know, may gel together properly. Mm. I was hoping that they'll play their way into uh, contention, but right now it looks, it looks like they're going in the in the wrong direction. Injury-wise, Gary, we're still waiting for Anthony Davis to come back. We're still waiting for Durant to come back. You mentioned Booker before he's out, and then obviously the new injury that we have of a superstar would be Embiid. It's going to be gone for two weeks. So uh, any comments about all that? Uh, we hope they get all get back soon, but I think we're well, – yeah. Two weeks away from seeing anybody, anyone, any one of those three guys, with the exception of maybe Booker, uh, and Davis, because they said two weeks and then they'll reevaluate him. So yeah, yeah, you know, for the Lakers, they need Anthony Davis healthy. For Brooklyn, you know, we want to see Durant, Harden, and Kyrie play together on the court. And for Phoenix, you know, we want to see Devin Booker on the court with Chris Paul because you know we would like to see Phoenix become a legit threat in the Western Conference. And if they're able to stay as a two seed, they have a great chance of doing so. That is right. So, yeah. you know, we want to see that. And for obviously, you know, we want to see Joel Embiid healthy because we want him to win the MVP. Yeah, I, I hear you. Speaking of the Suns, Gary, you know, they did win five in a row last week. That They are red hot. And so did the Nuggets. They won five in a row last week. Maybe they all played the Rockets three times apiece. I don't know. But anyhow, uh, you mentioned the Nets. You know, Irving is, is doing very well. He's averaging almost 27 points, no, 28 points a game, which I, I was a little surprised by that. So I haven't shown him much love over the last few weeks, but I have to acknowledge uh, that type of scoring. He's one of the top 10 scorers in the NBA. But, the, you know, the Nets, they, they really do have to, uh, you know, have a full complement of players. And now they have, as we talked about last week, Blake Griffin is joining them soon. If he hasn't joined them already, I guess he is in the, in the practice room with them. And, but I'm not sure if he's played a game with them yet, has he, Gary? No, Come not to this point. Yeah. So uh, that should be an interesting uh, mix as well with all those stars playing together, obviously, in various points in their careers as far as the word star would be concerned. Following three terms on the city council and three terms in Congress, former Congressman Gary Franks' consulting firm has helped scores of companies, large Fortune 500 firms, small businesses, and even startup companies secure millions of dollars in federal government contracts and international business opportunities. Congressman Franks, a Yale grad, author, Fortune 500 executive, and former visiting professor at Georgetown University, UVA, and Hampton University, will use his knowledge, experience, relationships, and strategic plan model to help you reach that next level of success. Schedule your participation in an upcoming webinar to learn just how Congressman Franks can help you. For more information, email gary at garyfranks.org now. Well, Gary, 
I, I, as I have in weeks past, I kind of like to talk about the MVP race if it were held today and whether or not some guys moved up or moved down, in my estimation, as far as their candidacy. Now, I, I mentioned a new name already, that being Chris Paul. I strongly believe he should be given some love for that award. And I think what they do, look, they pick five people, Gary, and then those five people are the ones who uh, we, they kind of focus in on after a certain point. Is that how they've done it in the past? No. No? No, okay. it's, it's really three. Three, so okay. When, so when they do the award ceremony at the end of the year, mm-hmm. it's, it's between three people. They do three people, okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to pick five. If I had to pick five people that I feel should be in the running for MVP, and it's it's a tough one, I'm going to possibly put in the fifth spot the Greek Freak. I think you just can't ignore the numbers. Um, averaging about 29 points a game, 11 and a half rebounds a game, and six assists a game. I would put him in that maybe fifth spot or sixth spot or whatever. Then I would go to Chris Paul because, once again, I think that he – what he has done with the Phoenix Suns should be acknowledged. And then I would go to the Joker, and I talked about him earlier, uh, maybe in that third spot. And then I would have the top two guys. I would have James Harden in the second spot because I think he has changed his game tremendously, and I would have him beat as the leading candidate. The others that would fall a little bit below, I would just give some love to LeBron, maybe in that sixth spot, and I would give some love to Dasik in that, maybe that seventh spot. As I said last week, I still like Gobert. I think you have to acknowledge the fact that this team has won 28 games and lost nine. And he, to me, is the glue of that team. And I look at him like, uh, like the old 70s would look at Wes Unsell, as I mentioned in prior weeks. And, and I, I think that people have to look at the overall impact the player would have on a team, not so much those numbers. And that's why Gobert and I think that Chris Paul should both be given some love because – those two teams have two of the best records in the NBA today. So that would be the list of maybe seven or eight that I would have in the running, and the top three being Embiid and James Harden and then uh, the Joker. So my top three is very easy. For me, three, for me, is Dame Lillard. Oh, okay. Uh, two for me would be James Harden, and one would be Joel Embiid. Yeah, okay. Uh, I don't think the Joker's won enough games yet to put him in that spot, mm-hmm. you know, put him in the top three. You know how I feel about Chris Paul as a player, but it's hard for me to give it to someone who's averaging 16 points a game, even though the NBA gave two MVP awards that Steve Nash did not deserve <laughs> both of them, and he did around 17, 18 points That's a game. That's so why I, I was going to bring that up, Gary. I was going to bring that up. He played so for I Phoenix Suns as well when he won those you know, two MVPs. Yes, I do get it, but those two years, Steve Nash's team had the best record in the league. Mm-hmm. So that's why it, you know, it'll be hard for me to do it. And he didn't deserve those two years either. Shaq and Kobe deserved it no. those two years. I don't care what anybody says. Well, I but agree with you wholeheartedly. Also, I want to make this clear as well. We don't have to show love to Rudy Gobert. Yes, I'm treating him like Shaq. We don't need to show love to Rudy Gobert. Uh, you know, what he's doing is great. You know, like I've stated um, in weeks past, Defensive player of the year is where he's going to get his respect. He's mm-hmm. not going to be the MVP. Mm-hmm. I hear you. I hear you. So, Lillard, you, you put him in the top three. Even though his team is – the Nuggets are doing better than the Trailblazers. And he is averaging right. 30 points a game, 29.9. He is doing that. And I guess he's doing it with a lot of his key parts not present at this point, right? Doesn't he have a couple of teammates out injured at this point, Gary? Correct. Uh, C.J. McCollum and Nurkic, who stays injured, mm-hmm. are out right now. 
And you got to remember, Luka got Pazingas back. So Dame is carrying his team. We took Dame Lillard off the Portland Trailblazers. They would be worse than Minnesota Timberwolves. That's mm-hmm. how bad they would be. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, he single-handedly carried the team. And, look, I don't think he's going to win the MVP this year. But I do think he needs to be, you know, in the top three considerations. I hear you. I hear you. So you kind of agree with me on the, on James Harden, though. You, you have him in that number two spot. Well, actually, James Harden may actually be the MVP mm-hmm. um, because Embiid may miss too many games. But, you know, the media, they like storylines. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they don't like the fact that James forced his way out of Houston the way he did. So, you know, they're eliminating him. And that's why, you know, they want LeBron to be the MVP because if you go down the list, they basically eliminated everybody. So it's like, it has to be him. And it's like, he's no, it's still not him. Yeah. But, you know, that's what they want to do. Now, LeBron's at 25.6 points a game. That's that 12th in the league. About 7.9 rebounds and 7.8 assists. And his team is third below other people that we've talked about at 25 and 13. He's carrying the, the team now that Anthony Davis well, is not there. I, I'm not going to deny that, but. But I don't, I don't see him being in the top five as far as candidates for an MVP award at this point. But Recently, the Lakers won a game against the Indiana Pacers where LeBron scored 18 points. So that's not really valuable when Kyle Kuzma outscores you and outplays you in the game. So you can't be the most valuable player on your team if the team can win without you or with you not playing at your best. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I hear you, Gary. I'm going to give him credit for a victory, though. So whether or not he led the team in scoring that night, they they did pull off that game. I saw parts of it. You know, they were down by a lot, and they came back and they won. So I'll give him some praise for the W. Now, I don't have I don't have uh, Leonard. I don't have him on there. And Kawhi, I think he's having a good year. But I uh, just don't feel comfortable having him in the top seven or whatever. He'd probably be in the top ten if I had to put ten players in the pool of uh, MVP candidates, but uh, he is averaging 26.7 points a game, as I mentioned before, but don't really, it's a kind of a quiet 26.7 points a game, so to speak. But I also get a kick out of, and I, I know I mentioned this earlier, you know, Russell Westbrook. I mean, the guy's almost, he's having the moment, one of the most quiet triple-double years <laughs> you could ever imagine. And uh, to me, it's heartwarming to see, because I tell you, I know I've been picking on the Rockets during this show, but what a fiasco that Houston Rocket team was has been over the last few years. And it's so good to see almost all the pieces, including Carmelo, who's found a home in Portland. This is his second year at Portland, so he's part of the furniture there. I'm so happy to see all those guys kind of come out of it doing well and having great seasons and the Rockets, you know, looking up, looking up at everybody sitting near the basement. The most recent football news that we want to talk about today is the fact that the Tampa Bay Bucks gave Tom Brady a four-year contract extension, which means that Tom Brady could play until he's 48 years old. <laughs> I think that's ridiculous. That's just me personally. You know, God bless him. Tom has seven Super Bowls. Incredible. He has more than, you know, than franchises. I think he has more than every franchise in the NFL. Great for you, Tom. But I don't want to see you play any longer, Tom. Sorry. Uh, that's just me personally. He should play, you know, this coming year because I think he should defend his title. But after that, Tom, I, you know, I think it's time for you to go home. <laughs> so, Gary, you pick on old guys. You know what they say? <laughs> no, I, I, I do hear you. It's amazing that uh... – 
<laughs> they're willing to, to pay him for four more years. I think there's an escape clause in there that allows them to go one year at a time, I think. If there isn't, there should be one. And, you know, I agree with you, Gary. I don't, I don't see, and of all the sports, if you're playing, uh, if you're a golfer or if you're a tennis player, if you're 45, 46 years old, still playing, God bless you, and that's fine. But when you're talking about a sport where you're one hit away, one hit away from having your career end in a very unpleasant manner, and you're only there by the grace of, of five linemen who are protecting you, and maybe a halfback who's also protecting you from time to time. I don't see a person that age being able to uh, roll, continue to roll the dice and, and have it turn out well for him. So I, I hope that Tom does uh, heed the call of Mother Nature and rides off into the sunset. But I do agree with you. I think he, he should, and he can, and he will defend his uh, title. I think they're going to try to bring uh, White, the guy who was a halfback for the uh, Patriots and also a great receiver from the backfield, uh, to the Tampa Bay team. And they're they're going to re-sign Gronk, and they're going to uh, re-sign their outstanding defensive player that they have there. So they are going to be very formidable again next year. So I don't I don't criticize this coming back for one more year, but. You know, I agree with you, Gary. Playing at 47 is ridiculous. But, Gary, we'll, we'll see what happens. You know, with Tom Brady, uh, that division is also, uh, you know, but there's another guy we haven't talked about, and that is Breeze, whether or not he will come back. And he's another old guy. But for the most part, um, you know, we've got Rothenberger up there, too, in, Pitt, in Pittsburgh. Got a lot of old quarterbacks roaming around. But Tom is the oldest and obviously the, the best of that group that I just mentioned. And we wish him good health. But, Tom. You got to stop rolling the dice. So we're out of time for today. Don't forget to subscribe.